John Schneider held a press conference. Here's everything we learned, plus a couple more names added to the coaching candidate list. Welcome back to another episode of the Seattle Sports Show, where we love Seattle Pro Sports. I'm your host, Mikey, and today, John Schneider held a press conference, and we have to talk about it. It's big news. Uh, And like I said, thankfully, we're doing these episodes more often now, so they can be shorter episodes, and I can cover these things that happen and go into, you know, more depth on the topic itself and how I feel about it. So uh, I'm excited for this. We're getting to this on the day this happened. All right. So John Schneider came out here, held a press conference. Here's what you need to know. He came out here right away and says that everyone in the organization underachieved. He said, we all need to get better. And he included everybody, you know, down to the, you know, the, you know, the equipment staff, the ticket takers, the, you know, the people in the, uh, you know, training staff, the, all the coaches, players, everybody. Uh, He said that this year there was high expectations and they were obviously not met. Um. And so at this point, they need to improve, they need to learn, they need to move forward. Um, He said that, uh, you know, what he got from uh, Jody Allen and Vulcan, that the directive is clear. They want to keep the culture that is here currently. And they want to find someone who is going to help the team grow and compete. Now, what do they mean by keep the culture? I've heard... Uh, and seen a lot of discourse about this over the, uh, you know, online between fans. And to me, they're not saying, hey, let's keep the culture of underachieving, of only winning one uh, playoff game in the last seven years. They want to keep their culture. Uh, John Schneider talked about this during the press conference that it's around the league. Um, in fact, uh, he... Uh, pointed out that there's coaches calling them right now to let them know that they're available or going to be available. That is how well thought of uh, the ownership and the culture of the organization is thought of right now, that you can come to Seattle, you can be yourself, and you can grow and get to the next place. And again, that was something that Pete uh, instilled in this organization. Right. I mean, that was I mean, like I said, to me, that was maybe his biggest downfall is um, him wanting to uh, help the others around him so bad that, uh, you know, they just finally had to let him go because he wasn't maybe not going to be willing to let uh, certain people go. Uh, But. 
that kind of culture is what, again, we knew players want to be around, but now we're finding out that coaches want to be here because of the culture that is set up here. And it, it's, I mean, to me, thankfully, uh, John Schneider is staying as the GM and he can be around to make sure that they're hiring people and putting people in place to keep that culture around, to keep that culture of, you know, the winning mentality and the culture of you can come here, be yourself. We're going to help you grow, not just on the field, but as a person, we're going to help you get where you need to go in your next steps as a career, whether you're a player, if you're a coach, whatever position you're in, we're going to try to help you advance and get farther. Even if that means that you outgrow us and then you go somewhere else and you achieve even more, we're not afraid of that. We want you to, we want you to do well. Uh, so that's the kind of culture that uh, the Seahawks have in the organization. And uh, so they're, they're, they want to bring in a coach that is going to keep that kind of culture around for the players. Um, we found out during this uh, press conference that John Schneider, he does have full control over the coaching staff. And he has the final say in all football matters even once the new head coach is hired. So they are going to go out and they're going to pick a new head coach. They're going to hire that coach. That coach is obviously going to have their input on who they think should be hired. Offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, the rest of the staff. Um, what players they want on the team, what players they don't want on the team anymore, what players they want to have drafted. They're going to have input on all of those things. But for the first time in John Schneider's career, he will have the final say. In the last 14 years, Pete Carroll had the final say. Even if Pete went along with what John Schneider said, if he was convinced by John Snyder or just agreed with John Snyder and went that route, it was still Pete's final say to do whatever it is they did, whether it was, you know, you know, um, coaching staff or, or players. Well, now, now it's fully on, on Schneider's lap. It's up to him now. He's going to be making the hires. He's going to be deciding which players get drafted. It's his final say. Like I said, I fully expect Schneider to work with whoever they bring in, just like he has worked with Pete Carroll the last 14 years, but he will just now have uh, you know, the actual power of having the final say of like, no, this is the direction I think we should go. And if there is a difference of opinion, he will have that final say of saying, well... I have the final say. This is what I think is best. So we're going that way. Um, and again, that is fun and exciting, but also, you know, kind of nerve wracking. I, I, I'm excited for it uh, because uh, I think uh, I think John Schneider has a great mind uh, for uh, 
you know, building football teams. Uh, he's been doing this for a long time, since the 90s with Kansas City and then uh, Green Bay. And uh, just watching his or seeing his track record, um, you know, the kind of things that were done in the organizations that he was in before he came to the Seahawks and the kind of things that he did, uh, I am very much in the same mindset uh, that uh, John Schneider is when it comes to building teams, I believe, just based on track record. I think uh, our, our thought process on uh, team building is very much the same. So uh, for that reason, I'm excited to see, we'll just have to see if he makes the right choices when, uh, when, it, when it comes down to it because he has to, um, you know, you know, I'm sure it's not easy there on draft day when you're 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 looking at the players who you want to draft, and then somebody gets picked a couple of picks ahead of you, and then you're scrambling to decide who's uh, who who your pick is going to be. Then I'm sure they have that all planned going ahead of time, but uh, I'm sure it's going to be a lot different when it's um, you know really his final say on everything going forward. Um, yeah, so. I don't know what that is going to say either about the attractiveness, uh, how attractive this job will be to coaches. Um, I'm sure there's going to be some coaches where that's not going to be their thing, right? They're going to want to come in here. They're going to want to be the coach GM. Uh, like we, we see with like uh, uh, the very few out there. There's going to be some that hold that kind of power that they're going to say that's what they want. And it, they might hear that and walk in here knowing that somebody else is going to have the final say on everything. That might be, you know, a, a deterrent for some. Uh, but we will see. Again, hopefully it's not. H hopefully John is going to be talking to whoever they decide to go with uh, or whoever they want the most and let them know, Hey, uh, you know, we are still going to work. Through. I will have the final say, but we are going to work together the best we can to make sure that everybody's getting what they want. Um, and we'll see. Uh, he did also say that interviews with uh, our next head coaches are going to be starting tomorrow on Wednesday. So uh, the the interview processes are going to start and, um, you know, we'll start hearing about which coaches they uh, interviewed and in which order. And uh, then we could start speculating then on uh, how well it went. Uh, you know, with the way the rules are now, you don't get to do a second interviews until this year. I believe it won't be till like January 29th. So, uh, you know, the, the process is a little bit slower than it used to be in, in previous years. And they did that because they want this process to be more fair, right? I mean, we would see it in the past, year after year after year, the top coordinators would be, you know, in the playoffs and getting deeper into the playoffs and not getting uh, interviews because of that. <laughs> and then uh, they would miss out on head coaching jobs because of the time they, you know, got to the Super Bowl or the won the Super Bowl and it was over or even the championship round, uh, they're... You know, they're, you know, the, the vacancies are already filled. 
So they, they've, they've slowed the process down. Um, you know, teams who are in the playoffs currently right now, they could start getting interviewed this week. Uh, our teams that have exited the playoffs, uh, they're all available now as well. And then second interviews, they're not going to be happening for like another week and a half. So, uh, again, unless somebody just comes in here and totally blows them out of the water, I wouldn't expect there to be uh, an announcement for at least uh, a couple of weeks. And, um, you know, and again, on Wednesday, that, that, that process is going to start. We're going to start figuring out um, who, who they interview. Um, you know, some other things that John said about the team and the organization right now um, and why they need to move on was saying that they were stagnant. They, they, um, they did get to a point where they were no longer growing. And it wasn't to say that they were bad or in a bad place, but uh, they weren't improving. And again, um, even by Pizzo Amato, you know, you know, you always got to be competing. So you always got to be improving. And it got to a point where they felt like, um, you know, the, the organization felt like it was stagnant. So it was time to move on, to learn from that and to grow. Uh, he says that he does think that this team is uh, a championship caliber team. It is very close, uh, saying, you know, that they have a young core and, uh, they, they still feel like they are close to, you know, being contenders. Uh, he made mention that they are the fourth youngest team. And I know, uh, last week sometime I heard, um, uh, Brock Heward going by some stat where the, 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 the players who took the snaps, like somebody did the math, the, the players, you know, out of all the snaps they were taking, if you took the average, they, they were not, they were like one of the older teams. Uh, but we had a lot of injuries, uh, where, uh, you know, uh, I, I think that's one of the reasons why, um, we did so bad this year. Think of your second year, both of your second year tackles both being out multiple games so both two really young guys out multiple games uh witherspoon uh missed um uh, uh the first couple of games uh jsn missed the first game so we had we did have a lot of young players uh that were missing games throughout the season uh and that were being replaced by older players like now think about it you know you have um a second year tackle being replaced by a 41, 42 year old uh, Jason Peters, right? So yeah, that's definitely gonna when when you when you factor that in, um, you you're gonna go okay. Well, they're not really that young uh, if you base it off the the players who took the snaps. If you look at the roster, they're still young. So I think a coach would be uh, happy to have a young team that they could still have, uh, you know room to grow and get better as things go along here. And again, a draft coming up, um, who knows what's going to happen with free agency. This team could just be, uh, getting younger. Uh, you know, hopefully they are going to retain some of these veterans to, to fill out depth. Uh, hopefully, 
uh, <laughs> we won't be so injured next year and that they'll have to be taking as many snaps as they did this year to, to a point where even though we have like the fourth youngest roster, um, you know, based on snaps, you know, you're one of the oldest rosters. Hopefully it, it's not that <laughs> case again, uh, this coming year, but, uh, we'll see. Hopefully, uh, this team's going to stay young and hungry and, uh, uh, keep growing. Um, because I agree with John that this team is championship caliber. I glad he said that because again, um, that was kind of a worry for me when they're you know, firing the coach, they got to bring in a new coach. I'm worried. Okay. Are they going to blow this up? Well, we know John Schneider has full control. They're not going to blow this up because he still really loves the roster, especially on the offensive side. And they just need to shore up that defense so that they can get this team to, um, you know, just not saying it's, you know, close to championship caliber, but saying it's championship caliber. Get that defense better, and, and, and then you're there. Uh, you already mentioned that he said that the job was intriguing because... Uh, of the talent and culture and, and in fact you know there's actually coaches like reaching out to the Seahawks saying that they would like an interview with the Seahawks um, because they're interested in the roster and the culture so that's very exciting hopefully there's some big names that I'm wanting that are going to be uh, you know in that group uh, he did say that they are going to track uh, you know college coaching movement over the next couple of weeks he said there's always late movement uh this time of year so there might be some more uh you know coaching in, at the college level that becomes available he was asked about that it wasn't something he just brought up on his own he was asked about that if they're watching college level coaches and he said yes and they're gonna you know keep an eye on if anything else comes open uh and anybody else that they need to uh do an interview process with um, and I think something else that was really interesting that they brought up here was talking about the continu the continuity of of coaching and coordinators for players, specifically quarterback. Because when he was in Green Bay, he talked about them hiring um, Mike McCarthy away from the 49ers, right? And that was... Um, Alex Smith's first year as a quarterback. And then he went on a string of uh, coaches and coordinators where it was like four or five years in a row he had <laughs> a new coordinator every year. And he talked about how he think that really messed up the development process of Alex Smith. And so he's wanting to get a guy in here who... Um, you know, it, they, they want to hire a head coach that is going to put in their their philosophy and it's going to stick. Um, that tells me a couple of things. Uh, we know that there's some big names that uh, have been heavily rumored as favorites out there, like Dan Quinn, who is a defensive coordinator. But it kind of makes you think that he really is interested in the offensive coordinator side uh, to be a head coach, wanting to make sure somebody who is connected to that position of the quarterback 
uh, is going to be around and making sure that there's stability for whoever the quarterback is in the future. Because the second thing that tells me is Geno's here, but he is, uh, as we all know, not the franchise guy for the next 10 years. He's already, you know, in his 30s. Uh, he's an above average quarterback, but we're not, con- we're not talking the elite of the elite here. And to me, you look at the talent coming in this year, you look at the talent coming in next year, uh, you know, it's not like the last few drafts that we've had at the quarterback position where you go, there's one guy in there that, uh, you know, everybody expects to be good or that you can, you know, you feel like is going to be good. Uh, This year's draft, next year's draft, there's like a handful of guys in each of those drafts uh, that you're thinking these guys are going to be above average some of them you're thinking are probably going to be elite uh so that's going to be pushing guys uh down the the rung you know guys who you're saying are top 10 quarterbacks right now you're going to be saying oh oh, uh okay these guys are not quite top 10 uh with all the talent that's coming in uh because look around the league this year quarterback uh yeah, it was really, I mean, of course, there were so many injuries, but just in general, even before that, uh, the quarterback uh, talent level was pretty down. So uh, that tells me that, you know, they're they're looking at quarterback. And again, that's one of the things that I really liked that was going on in Green Bay while John Schneider was there. And something that he has not done for the last 14 years and probably has not been able to do because, again, Pete Carroll had the final say. But if John Schneider has final say now, is he going to take quarterbacks more often in the draft? Is he just going to make sure that he selects quarterbacks at least every other couple drafts or every other draft to make sure that there to make sure that there's talent, you know, there on the team that's being developed um just because you never know you know you never know who you end up with i mean look at russell wilson he was a third round pick right and again that was a john schneider pick that was one that we know that john schneider uh, convinced um pete carroll on uh so again you never know you never know yes everybody wants that number one pick that quarterback who is the number one guy that everybody says this guy is the can't miss guy but you should be drafting quarterbacks um fairly often uh especially if you don't have the number one overall quarterback in the league you should be drafting them fairly often just to see uh if this guy can be developed into that guy um so yeah that that tells me that maybe they are leaning more offensively than we originally thought or that it's something that they're 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 not going to throw out the window because um you know the first uh the first batch of uh interviews that we heard about uh for requests they were you know leaning defensive coordinator side so we were thinking okay well they really want to improve that defense um so they can get closer to the level that the offense has 
the the law that the offense is and then we're talking um being contenders right away well uh they might really be thinking about the offense uh wanting to make the current offense even better but then also making sure that uh, a staff is in place to uh help the next quarterback out uh and develop them and make sure they're around for years uh because as you said if you if you if you hire that defensive coordinator coach and they're your head coach and um they can go hire the best offensive coordinator but then if they uh if that offensive coordinator goes and gets hired to another team, you can bring in the next offensive coordinator. But what if that offensive coordinator is not the same system, not the same philosophy as the last guy, and now your uh, young quarterback is dealing with a new system, new terminology, new um, you know, new philosophy uh, on the offensive side of the ball? You 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 wouldn't uh, again want to mess up that. Um, development and you wouldn't again like as he said you want to want to put him in that uh alex smith situation where it's a new coordinator every single year five years in a row or however many years in a row it was it was a lot um and uh and and putting that on on somebody right so i'm very uh intrigued by that comment and and, and wondering where that is going now going off of that we do know that there has been a couple more um, requests put in by the Seahawks for uh, the head coach position. And guess who they are? Offensive coordinators that we have been really hoping that they would interview. One of them being Ben Johnson, the Lions offensive coordinator. Like I said, that was one I really wanted to see right away when uh, we got confirmation that this move was happening. Ben Johnson, that Lions offense is just, I love the way that offense is run. Uh, I would love to see that system of offense with the current players that the Seahawks have right now. I would absolutely love that. Uh, and again, look, look at Ben Johnson. Uh, you know what he's doing with uh, Jared Goff, right? Somebody who struggled, traded away by his team, and has only done better. Uh, with the Lions and doing great this year uh, under Ben Johnson uh, as the offensive coordinator. So very excited about that one. The next one, also say excited about this, Bobby Slowick of the Texans. You know, we, we've been saying ages as well. Ben Johnson is 37, Bobby Slowick 36. So these guys are all my age. Um, the Texans offensive coordinator, Bobby Slowick, I mean, look what he's doing with a rookie quarterback right now. One of the best seasons ever by a rookie quarterback. And again, this is somebody I'm looking at right now. Uh, I, I I thought that he was like a, a Geno Smith plus at the college level. I'm watching him in the NFL right now. Uh... Uh, 
I, I had multiple players uh, from the Texans uh, on my fantasy team. So I've been uh, kind of watching them throughout the year, watching all their highlights throughout the year. And I watch CJ Stroud now. That's all he still looks like to me. He looks like a Geno Smith plus. He's doesn't look like he's, you know, his stats would tell you he's among one of the, you know, the elite quarterbacks right now that he's like, you know, near a top five quarterback somewhere near there this year. Uh, right. But when I watch him play, uh, he doesn't really look the, the part, right? So that means uh, Bobby Sloak is getting the most out of him. I sure would love that on my team, uh, no matter who it is, whether it's Geno Smith and uh, you're just getting another great year out of Geno Smith with Bobby Slowick, or again, if Bobby, Bobby Slowick is uh, developing our next young uh, quarterback, if they, if they draft a quarterback, uh, you, you sure love to see what Bobby Slowick is doing with a rookie quarterback um, who, you know, he was a top pick in his draft. But again, there's levels to this, right? There's there's years where you have uh, a, a Peyton Manning, a uh, an Andrew Luck, uh, a Trevor Lawrence, uh a Caleb Williams, a Drake May. There's those. There's years that those guys are number one, and then there's years where Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud uh, are at the top, right? So that just is to say that it's not the most talented <laughs> pool of quarterback uh, draft. Yet Bobby Slowick is getting phenomenal results. So I'm glad that's another uh, hire that they put in. So here's the list of who we have confirmed, uh, you know, that they are bringing in for interviews. Again, this process is all going to be starting on Wednesday. So we have, uh, we'll start with Dan Quinn. We know Dan Quinn is coming in. The Rams defensive coordinator, uh, Raheem Morris, Giants offensive coordinator, Mike Kafka, defensive coordinator, Patrick Graham, uh, offensive coordinator Frank Smith for the Dolphins, the Panthers defensive coordinator Ejiro um, Evero, and then uh, we have added Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson, and then uh, Texans offensive coordinator Bobby Slowick. So that's uh, what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight uh, coaches that we know of for sure that are coming in for an interview. Uh, there's still some uh, people out there that I would love to hear that we're getting an interview with as well. Uh, again, Mike Vabral, that is a big one to me. Uh, again, just everything that he has done with the Titans and with the talent that he had over there, how much he got out of that team and how well that defense uh has performed over the six years he was there. Uh, that sure would be appealing. Um, uh, I know everybody has been talking about the Ravens defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald. Um, you know, I would like to see that one as well. Uh, you know, that again, that's just another organization where they're always known for their defense and playing tough defense. We'd like to get back to that. Uh, one for me 
again, that I'd really like to see right now. And, uh, you know, if you're, if you're somebody who is the, the playoff results are really, uh, having an effect on what you want to see, then hopefully what you saw out of the Buccaneers, uh, is giving you a good feeling about wanting to bring in Dave Canales back. Uh, Dave Canales, uh, again, when, uh, he moved up throughout the organization, he was quarterback coach, uh, he was the quarterback coach of the year that Geno Smith had his best year ever in his career. Uh, Dave Canales is offensive coordinator right now for the Buccaneers. Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield having the best year of his career. Um, you know, and he's been in your he's been in your organization, so he knows what the culture is here. Um. So you wouldn't be, again, just like a Dan Quinn, uh, you know, you would not be concerned that he's uh, going to come in and uh, mess that culture up. So that's another one that just based on recent results, you'd, your, your eyes really pop out of that one and go, hey, uh, we really do need to talk to that guy. Uh, again, for me, uh, I still think, especially... Again, with what John Schneider said in this press conference and, you know, kind of talked about the importance of having an offensive guy um, uh, around that's going to stick around, whether it's just an offensive coordinator that you're sure is going to stick around uh, for at least a number of years, or if it is just going and hiring that offensive uh, head coach to make sure that that system does stick around and that that... um, head coaches around for that quarterback to keep that continuity there, then I still really, 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 really want Jim Harbaugh to be brought in for an interview. We know that he went and interviewed with the Chargers, and then I didn't hear anything, so I was kind of worried. It was like, oh, did it go so good? He's just going to go hire, uh, go, you know, be the Chargers' next coach for sure. Is that a done deal? And Well, today, thankfully, we found out that nope, he's going around. Uh, today, he went and interviewed with the Falcons. Hopefully, he's going to make his way around into the Seahawks building as well. Uh, again, just everything that guy brings to the table um, for the success uh, of running a team um, and, and the way he runs his offense and runs uh his team in general and the defense play for him then uh you want to see that so that was actually relieving to me when i saw that jim harbaugh was hired uh was um interviewing in atlanta because it made me go okay oh thank goodness he didn't just go to one place and he had his eyes set on that and that's all he's going to look at no he's going to make his way around um and uh Hopefully, <laughs> the Seahawks are going to bring him into it. Uh, that's something I got to mention. Uh, John Schneider mentioned Jim Harbaugh by name in the press conference today, talking about how impressive it is and how impressed you got to be by what uh, Jim Harbaugh has done with Michigan and all the success uh, he has had over there. So, uh, you know, you didn't hear him calling a lot of uh, 
coaches by name during this uh, press conference, right? I mean, he talked a lot about Pete at the beginning and, you know, uh, what they did together and what they went through together and, um, you know, what, how much Pete means to him. Uh, but he didn't really hear him talk about any other coaches during this entire thing. But he did call Jim Harbaugh out by name. So uh, they obviously have their eyes set on him, and hopefully uh, Jim's going to come in here and uh, go through that interview process and hopefully be wowed by what we have here. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. Um, well, that's what I have for you today. Like I said, um, we're just going to be sticking to one topic uh, per episode here now. Hopefully uh, that's going to keep the episodes shorter. I can see this one's already about half as short as they normally are, so that's good. Um, it was a big topic, so I, I had a lot to cover. I'm, I'm expecting them to be even shorter than this most of the time. Um, but yeah, um, let's go. Uh, we're, we're here we are we're, we're in the middle of the head coach search this is fun this is exciting um, you know let me know uh, who you want to see as the next head coach uh, you know put it in the comments down below um, you know uh, are, are you feeling good about the uh, press conference that uh, John Schneider had today I'll tell you what uh, it's a lot better than the Jerry DePoto press conference after the season ended for with the Mariners, right? Uh, at least he didn't come out here and say, hey, our, our target is to get 54% every year because uh, that's good enough to get you in sometimes. Um, and, hey, uh, we did everybody a favor by not making any big moves <laughs> um, and going for it. You know, that's not what you want to hear. Uh, you know, hopefully <laughs> the Mariners uh, saw this and said, oh, yeah, that was a really bad press conference that we had, huh? Uh, we really need to uh, fix that in the future. Uh, because, again, it, it was just nice and refreshing after what we had with the Mariners press conferences here to have a GM come out here and say, wow, we underachieved. We need to get better. Uh and we're going to make the moves to get better. Whereas, you know, when the Mariners came in and had the press conference, they said, hey, no, we didn't underachieve. We did just fine, even though we didn't make the playoffs this year and we did the previous year. No, uh, you know, we did just fine. And, um, you know, in fact, the fans should be grateful for what we did. Uh, they should be thanking us because we hit 54% and we didn't make any big moves that... Uh, you know, is going to cost us uh, too much money down the line, as if the fans would care. You know, uh, really loved this, uh, <laughs> really loved uh, what I heard and saw out of the Seahawks organization today. Let me know how you thought that went, uh, you know, compared to the Mariners uh, press conference. All right, well, uh, that is going to be the episode. Uh, Again, please like, subscribe, comment, share with your friends. Uh, if you're on the podcast, same thing. Follow, subscribe, rate, review. Um, and thanks for listening to the Seattle Sports Show, where we watch Legends Awaken. So take cover, because with a sea of sound, you will see us rise to reign supreme and win forever. <laughs>